Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I want to tell you about a book. And then I want to talk to the man responsible for the book. The book is uh, titled The 40 Ways of Fox. Clever is good. It's a compilation of personal and professional experiences by one of Canada's most successful business entrepreneurs and sports figures. He's also my great personal friend of many years from whom I've learned many valuable lessons. He is Ron Foxcroft, Order of Canada inductee, honorary colonel in the Canadian Armed Forces in multiple occasions, chairman of Fox 40 Industries, which is centered on the world-renowned Fox 40 whistle used by officials in the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, the CFL, NCAA, World Cup of Soccer, the Olympic Games, and more. Ron Foxcroft is a 23-year NCAA Division I basketball referee who also refereed the 1976 Montreal Olympic Games basketball gold medal game. He's been inducted into multiple sports halls of fame, including the Canadian Basketball Hall of Fame, was named as one of the top 50 sports officials of all time by Referee Magazine. And all proceeds of this book will go to charities, which my friend Ron Foxcroft is going to tell us about the 40 ways of the fox. So, Ron, I've read the book cover to cover. It's filled with great stories, anecdotes, sports and business experiences of yours. And each one teaches a lesson on how to succeed and maximize life. And they only take a few minutes to to, uh, to read. What's the story behind this? Why'd you do it? Well, uh, Roy, you know, that's exactly the reason I wrote the book is, as you said, you've, you've read uh, about my experiences. Our uh, business is, is very diverse. Uh, fluke transport with the famous slogan, if it arrives on time, it's a fluke. Uh, you know, we're, we're involved in trucking, warehousing, logistics, and so on and so on. Fox 40 is a vast uh, enterprise that uh, we, uh, we do business in 140 countries. And um, uh, your listeners may not realize, but uh, I've been in the airport business as chairman of John C. Monroe Hamilton International Airport for the last 18 years, and we are the largest overnight express airport in Canada. So, Roy, um, I don't have a gatekeeper, and when you call our company and ask for Ron, you get Ron. (laughs) And I get many uh, communications, many phone calls, many emails, etc., and so on, and it's usually from entrepreneurs, inventors, or business owners, small business owners, sometimes medium business owners. Ron, could I talk to you? I've got this problem. What's the path for success? And, and you know, Roy, like you and everybody else, business and life is too busy. And I just feel terrible saying to some of these people, you know, I, I really haven't got time to deal with this. I haven't got time to meet with you. So having said that, um, I, I met and I've known a, a very, very distinguished uh, writer in Mike Ulmer. He came into my office one day, and I've been thinking about a book, as you very well know, for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to dedicate the time involved in the book and Mike Ulmer came in one day. I've known him for three-plus decades, and he's, he said he did a bait-and-switch. He said, uh, you need to do a book, and I've done 85% of the research. And that was the, 
That was the answer. That was the answer <laughs> I was looking for. And Roy also, too, uh, this isn't about profile. This isn't about profit. This is about doing some good for entrepreneurs, students, anybody that wants to uh, enter the adventurous uh, life of being in the business world. But it was also about helping two charities that are very near and dear to me, uh, Liberty for Youth and City Kids, who do great work in our community. So uh, let's get out of here. And, uh, I mean, I know a lot of these stories from having known you for more than 30 years, and you've provided me with a lot of sound advice that has helped me through life. But negotiation, Mr. Foxcroft, came very early to you. You negotiated your way out of, listen to this, folks, because we all wanted to, but none of us did, except him. You negotiated your way out of high school. I did, Roy. <laughs> I, I'm really not that proud of it. But I, Well, I'm it's in your you. book, so tell us. You know, uh, we don't do a very good job celebrating entrepreneurs and business people in Canada. Right. And you know what? There's this uh, perception out there with some people that you have to have a tremendous education, which I, I concur. Uh, you know, I, I think education... Not necessarily in the classroom. I got mine down on the street. So I found school very, very boring. And one day I got caught selling the answer to the detention question by the principal. And, Roy, I was doing pretty good. I split the proceeds. The The janitor showed me where the uh, answer to the detention was. And I went out and sold it to all my buddies. And I was pulling in some cash money, split 50-50 with the janitor who got me the answer. Well, you know, the principal was uh, underwhelmed with my uh, entrepreneurial spirit, called me into the office, and I said, Mr. Walden, I know I'm a problem, and you don't really want me here, and I don't want to be here, so just give me 50 on everything, and I'm out of here. And that was the last time I ever spent any time in the classroom. But, Roy... Fifty years later, almost to the day, I went back to Waterdown High School. The principal, Michelle Visca, introduced me as one of the most outstanding graduates that ever attended Waterdown High School. And I had to um, politely interrupt her and say, Madam Principal, I'm not a graduate. I was an attendee. So, Roy, 50 years after I negotiated my way out of high school. I spoke to the graduation class, and the principal, Michelle Visca, gave me my high school graduation diploma 50 years after I left. I've heard you speak, and your speeches are so inspiring, and they show the way to entrepreneurs. They guide people, and that's what you're doing in the book. I should tell everybody as well that Ron is also has been named the Entrepreneur of the Year in this country more than once. The, the book's divided into sections. Think like a fox, work like a fox, how to train like a fox. Let's start with the first one. Think like a fox. What's the story that immediately comes to mind to you and the lesson it teaches from Think Like a Fox? You know what? You think like a fox, and you know what that means, Roy? You have to be a good listener. You have to have a mentor and a coach. And the other thing is I learned early, you have to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and create an environment for them to succeed. Now, I'm not the brightest guy in my company. I'm the least important guy in my company, but I've surrounded myself 
with teammates and family that are smarter than me at what they do. The greatest lesson these people can learn from this book, first of all, get a mentor, get a coach, surround yourself with people smarter than you, and be a good listener. In my case, I'm not a very good writer, but I am a very good listener, and I like to deal with facts. Mike Almer steps in. Whoa, he's a great writer. He's a terrific writer. And, you know, we, we formed a great teamwork. I, I uh, relate to him some of our adventures. Also, too, Roy, I think I led Canada in making mistakes. And mistakes are not mistakes if you turn around and do a pivot and use them as a learning experience. And in all my adventures in trucking, warehousing, logistics, in officiating, in, in search and rescue, and all the businesses we're involved in, airport management, I've been a good listener, made a lot of mistakes, but pivoted very quickly and took those mistakes. They became a learning experience. And also, I had to focus on being a great listener. Yeah, you are. Except when you're on the golf course. Except when I'm on the golf course. You're not a good listener, then. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're so, not, also you know, not, Roy, you're not very empathetic, either, on the golf course. <laughs> there's no fiction in this book. I've no. lived everything. Okay, everything so. that's stated, I've lived it. Let me shoot this one at you. If it ain't broke, break it. If it's not broke, break it. What's the message there? Oh, boy. You know, I would walk down the hall and say to uh, someone in the office, why are you doing it that way? And they would turn, and this this is a, a bad thing. They would turn and say, well, I've been doing it that way for the last 15 years. Well, have you, you've got to ask the question. You've got to ask the right questions, Roy. And no, normally when I ask a question, I already know what the answer should be. And so I would ask the question, if they've been doing it the same way for the last 15 years, I ask a very serious question. Do you think there's a better way to do it? Do you think there's a more innovative way to do it? Do you think you can find a better way to be uh, more successful in this task? It gets them thinking. And, Roy, what I'm, I'm uh, referring to here, just because you've been doing it the same way for the, 15, the last 15 years doesn't necessarily mean you can't do it better. The other thing that, that I really believe in, Roy, is if you don't set out to be the best in the world at what you do, then get out. Because you may not become the best in the world. Like, you know, out on the golf course, we work hard on our game. We may not be as good as Phil Mickelson. But the journey of trying to be the best in the world is the fun of being in business. Try and be the best in the world at producing a product or producing a service and enjoy the journey and learn from that journey. Why is 5149 a bad deal? Roy, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm a, a, a true believer in, in pure partnerships. When you're doing business with a vendor or a client, it has to be a pure partnership. Now, Roy, if... You and I go out and, and you know, we're doing a, a deal, and we both have to come away uh, 
feeling good about that deal. I don't think there's there's such a thing as a perfect deal, but we have to, both sides have to feel good about the deal. When I do a, a, a deal, I like to sit on my side of the table, pick myself up, walk around to the other side of the table, and see how they look at the deal. Now, if I win that deal and take an advantage, 51-49, during, and, and come away feeling, wow, I really took them on that and I really won that deal. You know, during the lifetime of that deal, they're going to think of a strategy to get out of that contract, Roy. So I think you have to come away from a, a contract feeling uh, that you have won, they have won, you have been slightly bruised. They have been slightly bruised. And it's no different than going out on the golf course. And uh, we go out on the golf course, Roy. You and I are partners. And the two guys we're playing are sandbaggers. And they come to the golf course with a fictitious golf handicap. That's a bad deal. That's a 51-49. We're at a 49, Roy. And we are going to be more vigorous to beat them because it's not a fair deal. A fair deal has to be, by definition, a good partnership where both people feel very good, both people feel maybe slightly bruised to the same degree. Well, I've always appreciated our golf partnership because you said to me many times, all you have to do is win one hole. All you have to do, <laughs> and I didn't. I don't think I did that on Monday. Anyway, <laughs> no. uh, look, don't bet your family. What are yeah. you telling us? Uh, I'm telling you. You know what? Um, I did Fox Forty. I I took a real big advantage, Roy. I was three months behind on my rental car payment at the time, and um, and and when we started to sell whistles and of course now we sell 15,000 whistles a day in 140 countries around the world it wasn't always that easy i had borrowed $150,000 being behind on a car payment but i had decided then and there i'm not going to put my family at risk so to this day roy i've kept my day job at fluke transport i still go in every day kept my day job at fluke transport just in case things don't work out with this crazy idea of a peeless whistle, I'm not putting my family at risk. How many do you sell a day again? 15,000 whistles in 140 countries for search, rescue, safety, sport, military. Uh, um, you might say just about any time, any use anywhere in the world, they need a whistle, in particular this time of the year, for marine safety. Yeah. I, I remember in that terrible Oklahoma City bombing. Yes. And we broadcast uh, on that for a number of days. The governor of Oklahoma sent a plane yep. through Hamilton yep. to get Fox 40 whistles because it was the only whistle that could penetrate the, the concrete walls and the, and, yep. the, and the first responders could, could hear each other, communicate with each other. That That's way. right. The yeah. governor uh, took, I believe, uh, one of the courier planes and, yeah. and sent it to to our manufacturing facility so the search and rescue workers could be heard through the concrete rubble. So where can the book be obtained? Uh, Roy, at uh, fox40shop.com. 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 Yes. 
the and, four- and Roy, I really want to stress it goes to two amazing charities, Liberty for Youth and City Kids. The Ways of the Fox, The 40 Ways of the Fox, Clever is Good by Ron Fox, Trap with Mike Ulmer, fox40shop.com. And thanks for putting me in your book, too. Thank you, Roy. You're in my Hall of Fame, and deservedly so. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.